Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Minister Richard Jones Jr. is preaching from the title, The How-Tos of Praising God, focusing on Psalms 150. We're glad you're here. Ride on King Jesus. See, to hinder means to create an obstacle for, to get in one's way. And so when we say ride on King Jesus, no man can hinder thee. That means we serve an unstoppable Savior. No man can hinder him. No man can get in his way. No man can thwart his plans. He's just that awesome and he deserves some praise on today. No man can hinder thee. Amen. Amen. Truly is an honor and privilege to stand before you all today. I greet you in the only name that matters. I greet you in the name of Jesus the Christ. Uh, We are going to, uh, you know, say a prayer for our pastor and our first family uh, for traveling graces. Also for Dr. Peggy. They are not with us here today, but they are with us in spirit. I'm really excited to be here with y'all today. I'm really, really excited to be here with y'all today. And I'm going to do something a little different. Uh, So if you pray with me and pray for me, I think we will be just fine on today. Amen. There is a word from the Lord, but first let us bow for a moment of prayer. O most gracious Heavenly Father, we love you and we exalt your name. Lord, we know that you are able, so we love you for who you are. We love you for what you can do. Lord, we ask you to have your way in this moment. Sit me down and let your word go forward. Lord, I have brought my lunch. I ask that you bless it, break it, and feed your multitude. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bibles with you today, and if my iPad acts right, We're going to be reading from Psalm 150. Get your Bibles, your smart devices, and I ask if you are able to stand in honor of the reading of the Lord. Psalm 150. I'll be reading from the New King James Version today, uh, and it reads thusly. Psalm 150 says, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The word of God for the people of God, you may be seated. Just for a second, I want to give you the how-tos of praising God. The how-tos of praising God. Y'all know uh, in Google and on YouTube, how-tos are the most researched and most sought after uh, things that they put in the search engine. So I give you these how-tos. If you want to make a YouTube channel or, you know, make a little video or whatever, go ahead and do so. Just make sure I get my credit. All right. Uh, Amen, amen, amen. So this was a great week for sports. And if you've been paying attention, a lot has been going on in the past seven days. 
In the NBA, uh, Steph Curry uh, scored uh, 20,000 points. It's quite an accomplishment, right? We can clap for that, right, right, right. Uh, James Harden passed Reggie Miller's three-point record, making him the third greatest three-point shooter of all time when it comes to the amount of three-pointers, right? Uh, for the San Antonio Spurs, we have Coach Greg Popovich. He became the most winningest coach. Winningest is a word. I did look it up. He's the most winningest coach in NBA history. But if you don't like NBA, uh, we got some Packer fans in here. Amen. There's some Packer fans in here. So for y'all who don't like the Packers, I'm sorry to tell you, but Aaron Rodgers is on the verge of signing a four-year deal with the Packers that will make him the highest-paid player in NFL history. If you're a Packer fan, you might want to give God some praise for that. So it's all right for us to celebrate these people and people who have great accomplishments, right? We just got out of Black History Month. We celebrated those who have made change in our history. There's nothing wrong with celebrating people for the accomplishments and the things they've done. But I just want to stop by and let you know that if we can celebrate people, we also have to make sure we celebrate God. If we can celebrate Steph Curry and his point totals, how much greater should we celebrate our God? This text, this text that we're looking at today invites us to praise the Lord. And I love what this text is doing and what this text is saying because it's giving us a manual on how to praise him. And so the relevant question might be today, how are we to praise God? I'm so glad that you asked. So I'll give you some who, what, when, where, and why's just in a minute. First, we are to praise God where he reigns. We are to praise God where he reigns. It tells, uh, the text tells us to praise God in the sanctuary, and that has two different meanings that we can look at, but both of them have to do with where God dwells. We are here in the sanctuary, amen, amen, and we have come to the sanctuary because this is where God dwells. We come to celebrate and praise his name. Uh, if you didn't come to celebrate the name of the Lord, I'm not 100% sure why you came, but it's not too late to change your mind because we are here to praise the Lord. Now, we also realize that uh, we have been dealing with a pandemic, and there was a point in time where we could not be in this place. So uh, what we learned is that this is not the only place where we can praise the Lord. There are some people who are watching us in the virtual place. Uh, you have turned your living room into a sanctuary. You have turned your uh, car into a place of worship. You have turned wherever you have been into a place to praise the Lord. Wherever you are, you must make sure that you dedicate space and time to praise the Lord. Now, growing up, I heard a lot about having like a prayer room and having like a prayer closet. And I think that that's a great idea. But I got to be honest with y'all. Um, I don't got prayer closet money. All my closets are already full. All my closets are already multi-purpose. I don't have prayer closet money, but I got prayer space money. Okay, maybe you might have to have a corner in your uh, house where you stand just like this, and that is dedicated to praising the Lord. Maybe you need to take some time away from watching your uh, binge watching your favorite shows and turn off the TV, turn on some gospel music, and give time to just praise the Lord. But we have to make sure that we dedicate space and time to praising Him. So, <laughs> I'm gonna take my time. I'm gonna take my time. So, the sanctuary is about the dwelling place. And not only is it a physical place, but 
Some of you might know that uh, we are also sanctuaries. Y'all know that song, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. And with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. What does that mean? That means I don't pick up my faith when I walk inside the doors of the church. I don't drop it off on my way out. That means, Lord, wherever my feet are, I will praise you. Wherever I am, Lord, you are also there. What did Bobby Brown say? Every little step I take, you will be there. Every little move I make, we'll be together. Lord, everywhere I am, you reign. You have dominion in my life. So everywhere I am, Lord, you are welcome, and I will praise you wherever I am. Lord, you dwell in me. So it's important for us to make sure that we praise God where he dwells. But that's not it. We also have to praise him in other places where he reigns. I want to talk to you for a moment because our text says to praise God in his firmament. And I would love for y'all to feel the same way uh, that uh, the writer felt when he, when he wrote it and that the early listeners felt when they heard it. In order to do that, I got to take you back for a second. Can I take you back all the way back, back into time? <laughs> in the creation narrative in Genesis 1, on the first day, God said, let there be light, and there was. The second day, he created what is called a firmament, and he split the waters of the skies and the water below. It was believed that the firmament uh, resembled God's protecting grace because if the waters from the skies were to come down and touch the waters of the earth, it would wipe us all out. So the firmament shows that God has a protective hand on our lives. Also, when it comes to the firmament, you are able to see through it. And you look past the firmament and you can see the stars in the sky. You can see the clouds in the air. You can see the sun. Matter of fact, nothing could come through the firmament unless God said so. That's where we get the idea of opening up the floodgates of heaven and pouring out a blessing because only God could open up those doors. That firmament represents God's protection. And I just stopped by to let you know that if you ever feel like you don't have reason to praise God, just look up. If you feel like the obstacles that are in front of you are too big, just look up. If you feel like your past is trying to pull you behind and, and take you back to a place you don't want to go, I encourage you to just look up. If your enemies have stooped to new lows, I encourage you to just look up. If you take a moment and look around and you feel like your friends have left you, I encourage you to just look up. So we have to praise God first where he reigns. And second, we have to praise God for who he is. I love this text and I love reading the Bible because this text invites us to check God's resume. It encourages us to look at the things that God has already done in our lives, that God has already done for his people in the history of existence. Now, we have a lot of collective reasons to celebrate and give praise to the Lord. We can give him praise because he woke us up this morning. We can give him praise because he started us on our way. We can give him praise because we were clothed and in our right minds. We can give him praise because we made it to the house of the Lord today. We can give him praise because last week we just celebrated five years of pastoring people. We have a whole lot of reasons collectively to give God praise. 
Oh, but I'm excited because that's not it. Not only should we give him praise for the things that he's done for us collectively, but we should give him praise for the things that he's done for us individually and the things he's done specifically in our lives. Is there anybody here? You ain't got to raise your hand, but I feel like somebody uh, was evicted and homeless at some point, but this morning you woke up in a house or an apartment that was your own. Can I get a witness? There might be somebody in this place who got your car repo before, but you drove to worship this morning. There might be somebody who was uh, stuck in the bowels of depression, but God brought you through. There might be somebody who was dealing with grief and you didn't know how you were going to find your way out, but God blessed you. We owe him some praise because God has done things for us individually. Now, some of y'all might be like me, and y'all might have, uh, y'all know God as a deliverer. I'm going to say that, right? And uh, some of y'all have, uh, y'all have had to pray that prayer. Y'all know that prayer? Y'all know that prayer? Lord, if you get me out of this thing, <laughs> I promise you I will never do it again. Some of us have been and done some of the darkest things. Some of us have been in some of the craziest situations. Some of us won't even talk about them out loud because we are embarrassed of where we've come from. But the Lord has delivered us. And we need to celebrate God for those things as well. We know him as a deliverer. We know him as a healer. We know him as a provider. He has done so much in our lives and we need to celebrate him for that. So we praise God for where he reigns. Uh, we praise God for who he is. Third, we praise God with what we have. We praise God with what we have. Y'all, can I be honest with y'all for a second? Is that cool? My mentor said it's cool, so the rest of y'all gonna have to deal with it. All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna be honest and say that Sunday morning bothers me sometimes. And I know that's weird to hear from a minister, a preacher of the gospel. But Sunday morning bothers me sometimes. I don't know if it's the layout of the sanctuary. I don't know if it's tradition. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. But what I realize is that oftentimes when the praise team is up singing, it's like performance and audience. It bothers me. It bothers me. And I get it. I get it. We got the best musicians. We got the best singers, right? They be doing their thing, don't they? They really be doing their thing. But we didn't come on Sunday morning for a concert. We came to celebrate the name of the Lord. We came to give him praise, honor, and glory, right? The praise team is here to help us, to usher us in, to lead us, to make it easier. But it's not a substitute for our own praise. It's not a substitute for our own worship. We shouldn't be worried about necessarily what's going on here. We should come with a praise party for ourselves. Pastor going to get me for this, y'all. Pastor going to get me for this, so y'all pray for me. We love our pastor, don't we? Our pastor is an awesome leader. Would y'all agree? And y'all know about three out of the four weeks in a month, 
He is going to stand right here and he is going to sing. Right? He going to sing. And not just like a who. He going to sing. From the gut, he is going to sing. Right? And we have a good time. We laugh. We joke. We have fun with him. Sometimes he sing a song that's really his song. Sometimes he sing a song that maybe is not really his song. Right? But I think that we miss the lesson that he's teaching us. I think we miss the thing that he's giving us. Because he don't care about what we think. He don't care about what we think. He didn't come to sing to y'all. He didn't come to sing to me. He came to sing his praises to the Lord. He is using what God gave him to praise the Lord. What happens up here is not a performance. We're supposed to be praising the Lord collectively. So what I've learned is praise is about the purity of heart, not the performance. Praise is about sincerity, not singing ability. Praise is about openness and offering up something to God, not objective approval. Praise is about truth and not about talent. Praise is about real worship, not recordable voices. I've learned that sincere praising is like auto-tune in the studio. It puts those out-of-key notes in order. It corrects the pitch, and the singing makes a delivered sweet sound in God's ear. It's not about your ability. It's about the sincerity of your heart. But back to the text, back to the text, back to the text, back to the text. Uh, so we look at the text, and the text gives a lot of different instruments of praise. And, you know, if y'all want to talk later, like, we could nerd out about the instruments and what they use for and what they are and where they come from. We don't got time for that. What I can tell you right now is the, the, the reason that they're in the text is to show you that you got options. Everybody has an instrument of which they are supposed to use to praise the Lord. Maybe singing is your thing. Maybe singing is not. Maybe you are supposed to dance. Maybe you're supposed to paint. Maybe you are supposed to extort. Maybe you are a runner. We got a runner. We got some runners in here. Maybe you're supposed to run. Maybe your thing is jumping. There are so many different ways to praise the Lord, and we all have been giving uh, we all have been given an instrument that we are supposed to use to praise him. Y'all, um, I pretend to be a musician sometimes. Um, I pretend to be one in my free time sometimes. Um, but my entire adult life, I've always had a guitar close to me. Always. Y'all ever seen me with a guitar? You see me with a guitar. You don't count, though. <laughs> I've always had a guitar close to me, and I am no better than I was the very first time I bought a guitar. And I'm telling you, I've bought multiple. I bought bass guitars. Matter of fact, Javante guitar is in my studio right now. I got bass guitars. I got lead guitars. I got electric guitars. I don't borrow other people's guitars. I know two chords. And over a decade, I know two chords. Why? It's because I don't use my instrument. What type of insult to God is it that he has given us instruments to praise him and we refuse to use them? I can't tell you what your instrument is, but I can tell you that you have one. If you don't know what it is yet, I encourage you to go figure out what it is. Everybody has an instrument. So we praise God. We praise God because uh, 
So we praise God where he reigns. We praise God for who he is. We praise God with what we have. And last, I'm done. We praise God because we are alive. This last piece of text is probably my favorite of the entire scripture because it says everything that has breath ought to praise the Lord. Now, I love in the Bible when uh, the language is all inclusive, Mm -hmm. all inclusive. We don't have to guess who the audience is. We don't have to guess who they're talking about, right? If you got breath in your lungs, everybody hit a, (gasps) can y'all do that? If you can do that, you are obligated to give God praise. Now, the text doesn't speak to the quality of your life. It doesn't speak to the amount of things you have. It doesn't speak to your emotional condition. It doesn't speak to the trials and tribulations that are in your life. It just says everything that has breath ought to praise the Lord. So I ought to praise the Lord when I'm broke. I ought to praise the Lord when I got money. I ought to praise the Lord when I'm up. I ought to praise the Lord when I'm down. I ought to praise the Lord when everything seems to be going right. I ought to praise the Lord when all hell seems to break loose in my life. I ought to praise the Lord when things are going well. And I ought to praise the Lord when I'm at my deepest and darkest. I ought to praise the Lord when he is speaking to me and giving me a lot of revelation. And I ought to praise the Lord when I'm looking for my next understanding. I ought to praise the Lord no matter what the condition is in my life. Also, I get excited because it also doesn't speak on uh, the quality of the breath. It don't speak on the quality of the breath. It doesn't say all athletes that run a lot and got a lot of, uh, you know, lung capacity to praise the Lord. If I get winded going up the stairs, I ought to praise the Lord. If I'm shortness of breath, I ought to praise the Lord. If I'm asthmatic, I ought to praise the Lord. If I have COVID, if I've had COVID, I ought to praise the Lord. No matter what's going on with me, I ought to praise the Lord. Everything that has breath ought to praise the Lord. Take one second right now and say, Lord, thank you. Lord, I love you. Lord, that breath that you have given me, I shall give back unto you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I exalt you. Lord, there's nothing like you. Everything that has breath ought to praise the Lord. Now, if none of that counts for you, if you listen like, ah, yeah, that's nice, that's cool, okay, moving on, right? You ought to praise the Lord because he loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus was born, he lived, and he died for each and every one of us. I was reading a text uh, when he was in the garden at Gethsemane lately, and I realized he didn't want to die. His humanity was kicking in. He said, not my will, but your will be done. Even in his darkest time, he gave his praises back unto the Father. And then he was arrested, convicted, marched from judgment hall to judgment hall, went to Calvary. In one hand, he had humanity. And in one hand, he had divinity. 
and served as a connecting piece so we had access to the Father again. Died, didn't he die for your sins and mine. Went in that grave on Friday. Stayed there all day Saturday. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. If that don't get you to praise, I don't know what will. Access to the Father, access to eternal life. When he got up with all power in his hands, he promised that we would also have access to eternal life to be with the Father. If that don't get you to praise, I don't know what will. But if we praise God for, praise God where he reigns, we praise God for who he is. We praise God with what we have, and we praise God because we're alive. I encourage you to do that on today. Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.